Now, an academic think tank says it's hard to see how the UK can agree a deal to leave the EU by the end of the year. UK in a changing Europe believes that even with an extension, the gap between both sides and some major issues is significant. Professor Jonathan Portis, a senior fellow at UK in a changing Europe, and joins me now. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. So do you believe that a deal by the end of the year is really beyond reach? It's not beyond reach, but it would require both sides to make some fairly major um, moves from their current position on issues ranging from uh, the uh, the fish fish stocks through to um, the operation of the so-called laying level playing field, i.e. the extent to which we um, agree to common standards on state aids, uh, subsidies to industry, on, on labour laws, environmental laws and so on. Um, now, that might be possible, but it requires a good deal of political will. It would require both sides to make concessions, but especially the UK. And in current circumstances, um, particularly given the, uh, the fact that everybody is unsurprisingly concentrating so much on the COVID pandemic, um, it seems pretty unlikely at the moment. And just remind us about the, the deadlines uh, you know, th that there are now. If the UK, although it's been adamant that it won't ask for an extension, if it were to, when would it have to do that? That's very soon, isn't it? That's right. Uh, it would have to ask for an extension by the end of June. Um, and that just doesn't seem, you know, given the government's very clear um, stated position that's not going to ask for an extension, doing a U-turn over the just over the next couple of weeks, I think, would be extremely difficult. Um, and once that deadline passes, then uh, we're really, uh, you know, that, that does mean that either it's deal by December 31st or it's no deal at all. And what do you think the, the ramifications of leaving without a deal would be for businesses? Um, well, what it means is um, a very large – it means uh, that we would be paying tariffs um, on our exports and, uh, on exports and imports that go back and forth between here and the EU, which is about half of all our trade. Um, so that's a pretty big deal for British consumers and British businesses. And it's not just tariffs. There would also be custom checks and all sorts of other regulatory barriers. Uh, so uh, um, you would see quite a big shock to, um, to companies that trade with the EU and indeed to consumers, because, of course, a lot of what we buy comes from the EU. Uh, so it would be another big economic shock layered over, of course, the, the big economic uh, shock that we're going through right now as a result of, uh, of COVID-19. Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we, we hear a lot of people say, you know, business will, will never be ready uh, for Brexit in time uh, and there's too much uncertainty. And yet we've seen with this pandemic how businesses have had to grapple with the unknown and just adapt as best they can. Now, why wouldn't they be able to do something similar when it comes to Brexit? Um, uh, th that's a perfectly reasonable argument. And, you know, you can argue uh, uh, sort of in for a penny, in for a pound. If the UK economy is going through a huge shock anyway, um, maybe the Brexit shock um, doesn't actually make that much additional difference. That's not a crazy argument to make. Um, but it also goes the other way. If, as we all hope, we're through the pandemic by then. We're trying to rebuild the economy. We're trying to recover. We're trying to get people and businesses back to work. And in particular, other countries are doing the same, uh, trying to rebuild supply chains and trading relationships. It's not clear that 
that's the best time at which we should be putting up major trade barriers with our largest trading partner. Okay, well, thank you very much uh, for your thoughts this lunchtime. Professor Jonathan Portis, their senior fellow at UK in a changing Europe.